Oh, God, I hate my life. <laughs> it's always lovely coming around, Sonia. Okay, welcome to another episode of Too Much Time on Our Hands, The Theatrical Cup. Um, I'm Sonia, and sitting opposite me with a face for radio is Terry. Hi, Sonia. Hey, Terry. Um, right, special episode this week. We are going to be looking at the works of uh, the Man Mountain that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. You excited, Terry? Very. Amazing. We're going to uh, do things a little bit differently this week. Instead of our usual weekly roundup, we're going to start off with our um, Arnie extravaganza that we went on last week. Because uh, we normally talk about the films that we've seen yeah, in the, the last these week. These are some of them. These are some of them. Um, but straight off um, at the top of the episode, we should give special mention because this is the first time we've done sort of like a listener requested episode. Um, and a couple of people did request that we did Arnie. So that Arnie went in the hat. So um, this episode really is for theatrical cut superfan Rob and hey, Rob. Sonia superfan Ed. He doesn't know you, so he's not a fan yeah, of you. Fuck you, Ed. Yeah. Um, so those guys requested that um, Arnie went in the hat. He was Here already he in the hat, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, but they. No, I'm not. I'm not dissing their uh, contributor. I'm just saying I think we'd already had him in the hat as well. Great minds think alike, Terry. Exactly. Um, so, we're going to talk about the films that we saw. In the order that we saw them. In the order that we saw them, because we like order. And we're going to punctuate uh, the proceedings with some um, of your favourite quotes that you've got in touch and told us that you liked. You might um, not like my versions of said quotes, because I'm going to be doing As a very special treat, Terry's going to be doing the quotes, apart from the first one, because it's a bit oh, long. Don't say that, then I thought I was per- pitch perfect. <laughs> you just fluff this one up, because it's too long. So, yeah, I wouldn't be able to remember that many lines. <clears throat> I know. I don't think you can pronounce lamentation, can you? The lamentation of the women. Maybe. That did not. That <laughs> did, what was that accent? Something. Um, something. I think it was more Terminator than Arnie. Right, so Terry, do you just want to give them a little quick rundown of um, what, we, what we actually did last weekend? So... We went into London Town. We did our usual walk from Euston Station to Leicester Square. You don't have to literally give them a blow-by-blow account. I of thought it would be nice to let them know what we were up to. Did our usual stop off at Sainsbury's and bought, brought ourselves some snacks. Ooh, Terry bought the whole of the meat aisle. <laughs> I did buy some mini scotch eggs, some sausage rolls and pork pies. And if you met Terry, you'll understand how they contribute to his figure. <laughs> oh, lol. Um. Now you're making me feel bad. Um, good times, good times. Yeah, we walk to and from the Prince Charles because we, it keeps us awake. Well, it helps yeah. to keep us awake, doesn't it? Have a nice, it does. nice it saves walk us there. Like five quid on a train ticket as well. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we do enjoy a nice walk there and back. Um, so yeah, we got the train. We drove to Hemel Hempstead. <laughs> from there, we got the train to London, Euston. Yeah. Then we walked. Then we stopped off at Down Sainsbury's. Down the Tottenham Court Road. And then blah blah blah, and then we we get there, and the occasion was an Arnie all nighter. It was indeed. How many films? Seven. How long did it run for? It started at nine p.m. and finished at like eleven forty-eight a.m. That's obscene, isn't it? Is that the yeah. longest one we've done? 
yes, because before that it would have been Lord of the Rings. That was 11 to 11. Yeah, that was a nice round 12 yeah. hours. Because um, the yeah. horror ones was only like... That's the, it's the most amount of films. Mm. Um, yeah, it was long. It was hard work. I'm not going to lie. It was a tough one, that. It, it was tough. It was tough. But, Aided um, slightly by the Prince Charles's new seats. They used to have really big <laughs> seats that you could recline on, but these, these ones, ones were yeah. not so comfortable. No, especially not for the the longer um, people like No, they've like definitely Terry. shrunk the aisles as well because <clears throat> I couldn't physically scoot low enough. Have they shrunk the aisles or are those sausage rolls? That's not going to affect the length <laughs> of my legs, is it? It wasn't my gut I couldn't get in. <laughs> It was just my knees were up against the chair in front. I had to lube up the aisles. (laughs) To slip him in. I'll never ever say that again. (laughs) I was going to rub butter, but you would have eaten it off. (laughs) You never looked around to pick up the butter, and I'd just been eating it. Yeah. Um... But yeah, they've got these lovely new seats, um, but the backs don't come up as high. No, they're so you they're can't, not even shoulder high. So you can't. So I was able to to slouch magnificently. And, and you rest. had the eye as well, so you could stick yeah, your legs d- out the side. Yeah, that was a strategic move on my part. Oh, Terry, I've got to go. I've got the bladder the size of a thimble. I'll have to sit on the aisle. But really, it was so I could stretch my legs out. It was ever so warm. I, I was star fishing in my seat. We did all right, though, because it was fairly empty. If that had been full, that would have been unbearable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if the weather affected it. It wasn't massively busy, but that suits us because we don't really like people. No, so. we, we had space to put our, our coats and our bags on a seat. We didn't have coats. It was uh, as hot as the sun no, I had a, that I day. I had a jacket for the pocket. Oh, yeah. As it got a little bit chilly as the night went on, Terry draped it over his knees like a nana. Yeah. Um, anyway, any anything else that we need to mention? The no. toilet facilities were oh, good. The, yeah, the paper was well stocked. Yeah, and they've... I mean, it might have been befo- where I've been before. Are you going to mention the, the the toilets? Like the yeah. actual cubicles? Yeah, they were lovely. They've re- they used to be like a trough that was at best, <laughs> at best a three-man stander. And now they've got like eight urinals and two two cubicles. And they've moved the cubicles because the cubicles used to be on the side where it was a really low ceiling uh, and I'd bang my head getting off the toilet. Well... <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. I noticed that there was they some... They put lovely wood panelling up the side. Have you got a Kevin well. Smith cubicle? We we used to, but we don't anymore. Now it's, oh. there's nothing in well, there. Well, our one's been jazzed up, so... They've obviously moved the, the toilet cubicles from the gents to the ladies. No, we had one before. Oh, did you? Yeah, so they've just like, wood panelled it. Dyson Airblades in there now as well. Okay, so Prince Charles uh, Cinema, we love you um, and we hope you're listening, but how come the boys have had a snazzy toilet refit and the girls haven't? I mean, a new Kevin Smith picture is nice, but I, like, they um, were awful I want before. some wood panelling. Because literally you'd have a queue, like four people wanting to have a piss, that meant a queue, whereas now... Um, okay, should we move on from yeah, the Possibly uh, we're getting into too much detail. Too, into much, the... too much detail of uh, mine and Terry's toilet. that is quite a good habit. segue into the first film of the evening. Is it? Well, it was pretty shit, wasn't it? Okay, so let's go straight in. First film of the night. Um, let's have a quote from Conan. Your favourite quote, 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 quote from yeah, Conan. Conan the Barbarian. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear a lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. That is good. Good quote. 
Nice scene um, where he punches a camel. It's not a nice scene, I mean, obviously. That, for me, that is the highlight, the, the camel punching. Um, what did you think of Conan? Have you seen it before? I'd seen it many times. It was one of my <clears> favourites <throat> as a youngster. Um, I mean, I've been a massive Arnie fan my whole life, so I mean, when that came out, I wasn't born. But the 90s was spent watching Arnie films, and I used to really like it. I think because it's like the sword and sandals fantasy kind of thing. He was big. Yeah, you like sandals, don't you? Yeah. I'm Tell them wearing... what happened to you last week when it was sunny. Oh, yeah, I got sunburn on me. I've got sort of cheap Birkenstocks, and I got sunburn in between the gaps. They're now tanned. Oh, God, put that. your shoe back on. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, I'm not going to be able no, to so see that. As a that. child, I very much enjoyed it, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> the film, not my sandals. Um, but watching it back, I mean, I feel like, I mean, it was funny, but <laughs> unintentionally so. There was so much laughter in that screening of every time he looked at the screen, the way he reacted to things. Um, it was, yeah, it was. It just hasn't aged very well. And, I mean, it was his first proper acting role, and I think it shows. Um, of the seven films that were on the billing, I hadn't seen two of them. Um, possibly criminally, uh, Running Man was one that I hadn't seen, but I hadn't seen Conan. Um, and I can honestly say that's two hours of my life. I'm never going to get back. I didn't realise how long it was. Um, For an 80s action film, over two hours is incredible. Yeah, I don't think it's his worst film. Um, I I didn't. I, I won't be watching it again. No. Um, it, it did nothing for me. Um, I, thought, I do actually own it as part of a Schwarzenegger Blu-ray box set. But yeah, yeah that, I've got I'll a box set, but it's it. not... Um, my box set's got Red Sonja on it. Huh? My namesake. Um... Which I haven't seen, but yeah, it weren't for me. I thought it was a bit of a... Yeah, I mean, surprising, because I'd forgotten that it was James Old Jones was in it as the villain. Yeah, that was probably a highlight. It like a, a surprising, surprising twist to have such a good actor in such a film. And um, Max von Sydow as well, yeah. in quite a small role. But yeah. So we had Darth Vader and the fella from The Exorcist. We did, indeed. And um, some camel punching. I mean, yeah, because... There's quite a lot of animal cruelty in that. So he punches that camel and he blatantly actually punched that camel. Yeah. That's not like special. I think he kicks a rat in the air at one point as well. There was some kicking of other things Yeah. Um, as well. Yeah, just all in all, I thought Conan was a bit of a stinker. Yeah. And no. I think as well, so I've been talking to a few people about it and like, oh my God, I can't believe you don't like Conan. Um, and when I ask them when did you last watch it? They watched it when they were young. And yeah. I'm like, well, you watch it again now. So I, before seeing it again, see I wouldn't have good. said, oh yeah, it's a great film, but I had fond memories of it. But mm. I say it, watching it with all those people, it basically came across as a, almost like a, um, people, we are the Spartans, like scary movie type thing for. People were film. laughing at it, not yeah, with it. Exactly. Um, yeah, that wasn't a great one. I did enjoy all the sort of, uh, running scenes with him and his mate as well they, there was, must have been about five minutes of them just running I don't remember I mean um, I don't know if he nodded off during the first film did you survive no um, can you fucking believe it? I stayed awake for every second of that so it isn't um, right. I would have rather Conan had been in the middle because that yeah, would have been a good nap I said to you yeah that would have been perfect or last but then if I hadn't because I hadn't seen it I would have felt obliged to stay and watch it but if it yeah. had been in the middle and I'd have done a little sleepy I would have been totally fine with that yeah. I like a nap. Um, have you got any uh, facts or anything about Conan? I nothing on Conan. I thought you I thought I mean, you told me one about his hair. Oh, yeah, so the only thing is that his long hair is actually his hair. He'd been preparing for the role for like three years to get it made. It took him three years to grow his hair? 
I don't know if he was growing it for the full three years, but he did a lot of training as well. The per- the guy in the film who trains him with swords is actually like a world, or at the time was a world-renowned swordsman, and he trained all of them in combat. And he spent like three months learning how to use a sword. Well. That's all I've got. Um... So there was some actually quite nice effects in it, though, like when the ghosts are trying to get his body. I thought that was quite nice. Yeah, film. I thought that was actually not too shit. Clearly, looking. just sort of like drawn onto the directly onto matter. the film. But yeah, it looked, oh, it looked nice. It looked nice, didn't it? Yeah. Okay, so that's something. Let's take yeah, a positive. On a positive. Don't like to finish on a down note. Here's a song. Um, yeah, positive was um, it looked amazing, didn't it? Mm. I don't know what uh, copy they had, but it looked really good. Oh, I do really have good. another random fact as well. So he'd obviously retired from bodybuilding at this point to become an actor. But in getting in shape for Conan, he felt that he was in better shape than he ever did. So he entered Mr. Universe again and won. Apparently controversially so, because people felt it was because he was Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was like a film star. Oh, okay. But yeah, he won it during or whilst making Conan. Well, I didn't actually know that fact. Um, Lovely. Okay, so moving on then um, to film number two of the night and going into it, this was my joint most seen Arnie film. Um, I actually saw it quite recently at the cinema again. Yeah, I had to pull out of that. Um, and that's Predator. Yeah, an absolute classic action, horror, sci-fi. A lot of genres all pushed into one. I would say The Predator is like one of those, for me, is like a horror icon character. Oh, 100%. Yeah. God, because it's even like crossed like film franchise, isn't it? Because you've got the Alien vs. Predator mm. franchise now. Um, um, are you going to do one of your uh, your lovely impressions for us, Terry? I can. So, so yeah. So, what we've had loads and loads of people getting in touch besides um, uh, uh, super fans that requested we did Arnie. Um, <clears throat> lots of people have been in touch. It sounds like a lot of lot of people really like Arnie. Um, and he's very quotable. S- and yeah, he's very very quotable. And p- you guys have been sending us lots of your favourite quotes. And um, we thought it'd be too much hard work to actually look up all the quotes online and play you the actual quotes. So here's Terry giving us your favourite predator quote. If it bleeds, we can kill it. I thought that was. I thought it was like it was in the room, personally. It really. It did. was an out-of-body experience here. Not that. so much the voice, the muscles, <laughs> uh, the stench of sweat. Um, tell us about. Tell us about Predator. How was our Predator viewing experience? We've. Ob- oh, sorry. I was going to say we've obviously seen it before at the cinema. I've seen it before You've at the seen cinema. It before at the cinema, I have not. What I liked about this one was this was the only one that seemed like an original print because this one was grainy, it oh, was crackly. It was crackly as shit, and it looked to be a bit crisp. It looks majestic because oh, it was so. Beautiful. We loved it. Yeah, it was. The, sh- the scratchier, the better. Yeah, it, w- <coughs> it was a beautiful thing to behold. So, I mean, are we going to talk like plot and <coughs> stuff? Because well, I imagine all of these films. Has anyone not seen Predator? You can give him a little bit of a gist. Go yeah, on. So. If you, in case you've been living in a cave for what the last when did Predator come out? Uh, Nineteen eighty-seven, something like that. It's about as old as me. It's about thirty-three, thirty-four. Okay, years. I was, yeah, I was just about to say I don't know how old you are. So if you've been living in a cave for the last thirty-three, thirty-four years, um, Terry's going to tell you a little bit of what Predator's about. So yeah, so it follows Arnie playing a character called Dutch who loves a cigar, shock horror, and is quite muscular. He ha- he's got a crack team of army guys who are like who you send in to get people out, they consider themselves to be 
the good guys. They don't do assassinations. They don't go in for anything else. They've been called into... I don't know if it's actually disclosed where it is, but it's clearly meant to be like a Vietnam-style country. Um, <clears throat> and they've been called in because a president or a governor of another country has gone gone missing and no one's seen them, so they're sent in. As soon as they get there, it becomes apparent that something's not quite right. They find a second unit that's been sent in, but they are found hanging from a tree, skinned, apparently alive. Uh, and it just becomes apparent that what, they were skinned alive or they're still alive? They were skinned alive whilst hanging upside down. How do they know? Billy knows. He's okay. a bit he's a bit Indian and he, he he just knows. Okay. I'm assuming it was something to do with something the, to do with blood, the blood pattern and yeah. something, yeah. If anyone knows how you can tell if someone's been skinned alive or skinned after they've died, uh, please get in touch. Yeah, that, that, if there's any doctors listening. Yeah. Um, murderers. So yeah, Predators. so it follows these guys again and so they do what they think is the mission to go and save someone but it turns out they're there to get information to try and help a coup against the current government um, and then the aforementioned predator well he doesn't make an appearance because at first we can't see him he's yeah. just he's just a, a haze in the in the jungle and basically starts picking them off one by one and that's the rest of the film them trying to find and kill said predator mm. where they discover that it bleeds so they can kill it yeah, what colour is his blood? His blood is a luminous green, made from KY jelly and uh, Mountain Dew, I believe. Wow, that's a good fact. Did you get that off IMDb? Of course I did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, one of my going in one of my favourite Arnie yeah. films, I think it's one of the few that is just out and out good. It's not one of those, oh, it's shit and good. It is just a great film. Mm. He is brilliant in it. Uh, another random fact, he actually lost muscle to play this part. Really? I know, incredible when you think how big it is. He lost 25 pounds of muscle. Wow. Because he thought that obviously a commando wouldn't That's be that big. That's the weight of like four babies. Yeah, he lost that. Not put it on, lost it. I bet you've done shits bigger than that, haven't you? 25 clerics. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so he thought that obviously in his current state, with an extra 25 pounds of muscle, he wouldn't look like an army guy. He'd look like a bodybuilder in the middle of the jungle. Oh, good thinking, Arnie. So he lost that weight. Um, and then a delightful story, which I did know, but I've just looked it up on IMDb as well. So Jesse Ventura, who is in the film, uh, he also became a governor, another random fact, in America. He's the guy who gets his chest blown out and has the minigun. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to the costume department and they were like being measured for their costumes and the costumer went, oh, did you know, like your biceps are bigger than Arnie's? <gasps> so he was just like, oh, wow. I'm gonna so he goes out and goes, oh, I bet, I bet like five bottles of champagne that my, I've got bigger biceps than you, Arnie. So Arnie's like, oh, of course. They go and they measure them and Arnie has got bigger biceps and he told the costumer to tell Jesse Ventura that he had bigger <laughs> biceps than him. <laughs> the bants. Oh, that's a lovely story. And actually, um, tire knot in that because it will uh, remind me of something later um anything else you want to say about predator did uh, you after watching it did you still love it i think i loved it even more on the big screen because it's <clears> the first time i've seen it on the big screen oh have you not seen it before on the big screen no just in case anyone hasn't got that i've not seen predator on the big screen up until that evening what was the occasion why did i go and sit at the cinema was it, it was a random was it, a birthday? it was a random 30th anniversary reissue it's not random then if it's a 30th anniversary, is but it? But it was just at Cineworld and I originally was going with you but then something came up and I couldn't go because we booked it well in advance. And I it was, was probably some bowel issue, wasn't it? With all the scotch eggs and stuff that you ate. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance it was bowel related. <laughs> I would say it was more like an 80-20. Um, <clears throat> I do have some other 
interesting fact for Predator. Yeah, yeah, you, you uh, not, not the actual out. Predator's voice slash noises that he makes were by Peter Cullen, who voiced Optimus Prime in the original TV series Ooh. and in the films. But yeah, interesting fact. Then also, with obviously all those guys, as we already said, Jesse Ventura and Arnie going on about their muscles. They were all adamant and telling each other, that, oh, no, I don't really work out. Like, this is just natural. And they natural? Were, and they were all like, trying to sneak off to the gym. And they ended up having to go to the gym at, like, 2 a.m. to try and not see each other at the gym. Because they were all trying... Carl Weathers, apparently, was adamant that he didn't work out. And it was just... This was just what he looked like. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, there's a lovely scene... Did they scene. wake up like this? Yeah. There's a lovely scene between Carl Weathers, Dylan, and Arnie's Dutch, where they first meet, where they have a sort of mid-air handshake slash arm wrestle... Uh, which has also got another one of my favourite quotes, like, they got you pushing too many pencils, Dylan, and they stand there, and literally it's like an arm wrestle in midair, but you could see that Carl Weathers is really trying, and Arnie doesn't look like How he's... much whooping and cheering was there going on at that scene? Oh, yeah, that, that was proper... I think people even, like, shouted the quote out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. that was... I would say Predator, of all of them, that was, like, the most quoted. Yeah. Um, and there were lots of people um, wearing... Uh, get to the chopper t-shirts yeah Wait, not as many as when i saw it at cineworld because the cineworld screening was packed but i think um, that because that was like a one-off film yeah yeah oh yeah more. yeah defo but i think of all the films that were on the um on the all-nighter the t-shirts that we saw i think i saw more predator t-shirts than anything else i didn't see yeah. any t-shirts quoting conan no i mean so i, I didn't even write any quotes for conan because i don't th- other than the, the the long one that we played but no i thought predator was immense it's probably one of my most watched, one of my most favourites. It's just, even, it's just a cracking film. Yeah, even isn't it? now, like the effects stand up. Yeah, it looks decent. It looks so good. Like the Predator himself, again, originally such a great character as well. When he takes his mask off, he's an ugly fucker. Originally, he looked nothing like that. So oh. I, I think I told you at the screen. Originally, Jean Claude Van Damme was playing the Predator, and it was would it a, have been his face under the helmet? No, but it had like an elongated neck and like a dog head, and it was a a completely different studio were doing it and then they realised that they recast and got a seven foot two guy called Kevin Peterson I think who also plays a helicopter pilot at the end as normal and they realised that they had to change it up and they got Stan Winston in and Stan Winston designed the Predator and made it as good as it is um, another interesting fact uh, these are ones just going on my head for the bits where he's like swinging through the trees what they tried to do initially was they put a monkey in a red suit because they obviously had to use red screen rather than green screen because they were filming in the jungle and tried to get the monkey to it, but the monkey just kept taking the suit off and running away. I like that. <laughs> Fair play, that monkey. But yeah, so yeah, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme was a predator, but he quit after two days when he realised his face wasn't going to be on screen. If Jean-Claude Van Damme had been the predator, would the predator have done that kick that he does? I imagine it would have done yeah, a roundhouse kick and jumped up into the splits. Yeah. Yeah. To avoid something, a missile or... Or whatnot, but yeah, no. The predator himself, when he takes off the helmet, the mandibles, the scream, just, just. I don't think you could better it now. I don't think it's been bettered. Even like the Alien versus Predators and stuff, with a very recent. I don't think the Predators look as good mm. as that original Predator. Just, yeah, just magical. Thumbs up for the Predator. Two um, thumbs up from me. Yeah. Um, Right, so next next on the marathon um, was Total Recall. And I I watched these films... Uh, say these films, I didn't watch the remake. I watched Total Recall not too long ago, in the grand scheme of things, within the last couple of years. It and got I, reissued fairly recently. It's a steelbook, I believe. Yeah, I, I, 
that's that's not when I watched it. I just I just watched it. It was very very it was fresh in my mind, and it's not Predator for me because Predator was fresh in my mind. But I love Predator. Got no beef with Total Recall, but I did um, make a strategic decision to have a little sleepy during parts yeah, of this. Yeah, no, so did I. Okay then. I mean, um, partly because I've seen it a lot, and I yeah. although I love it, I've seen it a lot, and it was like I wanted to see. There were other ones that I more wanted to see. So I definitely want to see Predator on the big screen. I wanted to see Commander on the big screen. I was quite keen to see Running Man on the big screen. Whereas Total Recall, because it has just been reissued on such a crisp Blu-ray, I didn't... Although obviously it would be nice to see it on the big screen, it wasn't a big sort of... like big deal for me to see so yeah i had a well i attempted some tactical naps but i don't know how much I you got. couldn't get in couldn't get in the prone no, position i was in like a u-shape at one point well i went i went for a wee wee and uh when i came back terry was in the fetal position um in one of the chairs um and at one point it, your head did come dangerously close to nodding onto me and um oh god oh, i know i was just like i'm not having any of that none of that none so of that shenanigans. i think i gave you a swift elbow to the ribs um, oh, there's also the funny moment the first time I went to the toilet where I came back and got lost. <laughs> oh yeah! That <laughs> For some was... reason, as I came in, it was a really dark part of a film, and, and I literally w- I couldn't see anything. And I was just stood there like a child in a supermarket looking for his mum. And because um, because we're in the middle of a heat wave, I was obviously dressed head to toe in black. Yeah. Because um, I'm a fucking goth, um, and I could see I could see Terry next to me um, looking bewildered, like more so than usual. So all I did was I just opened his packet of sausage rolls and I thought he could fucking sniff his way to the yeah, seat. Yeah, I floated on the fumes back in <laughs> my seat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a little laugh about that. Um, so Terry, give us give us um, the listeners' favourite uh, Total Recall. So there's a uh, little quote. bit of little bit of like actions that just come up. So. Uh, Quaid shoots Laurie in the head. Consider that a divorce, because that was his wife. <laughs> Sorry, that was so Alan Partridge. <laughs> that was shit. I really wish we'd lined up the quotes on YouTube. Oh, no, it's um, comedy gold, this. Um... So, sorry to anyone who sent in... <laughs> that was their favourite quote. We've just done just... No justice to it whatsoever. Um... Uh, tell the guys what uh, Totes Recall is about then. So Totes Recall is about... <laughs> and Dan hates when I call it that as well and you've just called it it. And <laughs> your face, Dan, is in this. So we follow oh. a, a young man called Douglas Quaid, played by Mr. Schwarzenegger. Um, I think it opens with him having a dream where he's on Mars, he falls, he smashes his helmet. I mean, this film is full of amazing practical effects. Um, so that like, his face starts to expand where there's no atmosphere on Mars, his eyes pop out, and then he wakes up from the dream. And he's just a guy living a mundane life. He's a construction worker. He's married to Sharon Stone. Could be That's worse. not very mundane. No, it could be worse. The aforementioned Laurie. Um, and he's just obsessed with going to Mars. So at this point, we've colonised Mars and we're living there, um, trying to work out how we can sort of terraform it and make it a bit more livable. Um, and then he sees an advert for a company called Recall, where they implant memories into your brain. So it could be a holiday. So instead of having to go on a two-week holiday, you go there for a few, an hour, it gets implanted in, and you remember it as if you were there. Um, so he decides to go there, and while he's there, he's talked into getting a better package, which is a secret agent sort of add-on where you get to be like a secret agent and these things happen. Um, and he gets to pick like the girl that he gets to be with. And then... They start to input the program 
and it all kicks off because he actually already has a memory in his brain that's been unlocked and he's actually is a secret agent or is he a secret agent so something I didn't really pick up on until I rewatched it in the remastered version and having watched the making of it is actually filmed and made very open-ended that it could be that he is a secret agent and this has activated him or it could be as is mentioned in the film when people are trying to get him to stop doing what he's doing that he is still in recall his brain has rejected the implant and he's actually on the verge of like being brain dead and having to be lobotomized mm. and it actually is played out very well if you go into it watching it as that i feel like <clears throat> because it was arnold schwarzenegger and paul verhoeven said the same thing the director because it was arnold schwarzenegger people just assumed that it was real because he's arnie he's the action hero mm. it makes sense that he would be an an action hero straight a uh, fact for this it was originally patrick swayze and it, was really? being, and it was being made by another company and the company went into administration and bankruptcy and Arnie convinced one of his producers, I forget who, to buy the film for him to star in. What year was this? Was it before or after Dirty Dancing? Uh, this was the middle of the 80s. You carry on with your facts, I'll look it up. Um, so yeah, so perhaps the casting of Arnie made it seem much more like it was all actually really happening but there's there's a few nods in it that show that it could be that he is actually just a man like, on the throes of death having these like where it's just trying to get through uh, so he basically he starts killing people almost it's a bit like the Bourne films where he just like clicks into action and he's beating the shit out of people without really knowing how he's doing it and he ends up on Mars and again it, it is is he just following this storyline mm. it get I mean I mean, we can't really do too much more talk about it without getting into spoilers. Again, this is a 30-year-old film, so if you haven't seen it, you're probably never going to watch it. So it does become, is he a double agent where he, his mind was wiped so that he could infiltrate the resistance on Mars? Or, again, is he just a man who's trying to... Are they trying to trick him into that? Um, but it is a very good film. Uh, say, the, the effects in it, I think, are absolutely amazing. Obviously, a very famous thing that a lot of people go on is the prostitute with three breasts. Oh, God, that... Now, apparently the actress never acted again because she just hated it and it just like, really messed with her but um, that's Paul Verhoeven for you the, ma- the maker of Showgirls and Basic Instinct um, were there any uh, three-breasted girls in Showgirls? no, just lots of normal two-breasted women and oh, one of the worst sex those. scenes I've ever seen it looks like she's been electrocuted in a swimming pool oh. um, I mean obviously this film was obviously remade fairly recently with Colin Farrell in the Douglas Quaid role and, mm. and um Walter White slash Brian Cranston as the villain. That isn't a bad remake. They change a lot of it, um, and it goes down this way. That one very much plays a lot more with the is it real, is it not real, and they change a lot more of it. Kate Beckinsale was in it as the ex-wife on that one, or as the wife. Um, and controversially, I would probably take Kate Beckinsale over Sharon Stone. Oh, me too. Especially if she's playing Selena from the Underworld films. Oh, she's wearing that outfit. Oh. And she suits fangs, doesn't she? Oh, she suits fangs. she really does. Um, but no, so getting back to the film at hand. So yeah, Total Recall. Let's go and watch Underworld. No, I really, really do enjoy Total Recall. I think it is a great film. It is, say, for an 80s action film, it isn't all action. There is, like, a proper storyline in there. I mean, it is based on a Philip K. Dick story. Um, we Can Sell You Dreams Wholesale, I think it's called, or something. It is a short story. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you read it Terry oh no we could remember it for you wholesale I have not okay. read it no. have you ever read any Philip K Dick no I don't think I have uh, I'll stop doing that because Dan will tell me off um, 
hard work. I'm very underread. Hard, hard work, my friend. Um, yeah, I'm. If I if if it were not for the film versions, I would not have a clue what was going on. Yeah. Um. Right. Anything else you want to say about Totes Recall? Uh, no. Say it's more for me. Just really good effects. Um, so I don't really want to get into spoilers. One of the quote, one of the facts I've got is a massive spoiler, um, so <clears throat> I won't go into that. Don't spoil it. No. So it is a film that does, as I say, hold up to multiple watches. Because if you watch it the first time, you might say slip into, oh, it is real. But watching it again, you are picking up on those hints that it could be that it isn't real and it is all happening in his mind. Mm. Uh, but no, it's a film that say I got to be like four, five, four out of five. So, and the look of it so the remastered Blu-ray I've got is absolutely stunning I don't think I've seen it remastered so maybe I'll give it a peek um, right then run it, c- coming on from that then was the other film on the lineup that I hadn't seen um, Running Man Terry just let's go straight in because uh, we had quite a lot of people sending in quotes from Running Man um, it, again it's a very quotable film because it is I mean it's a film about a reality TV show mm. so you've got a lot of quotable stuff in there but this is your um, this is the favourite quote that people got in touch about yeah, so people. again this needs a bit of explanation so he's just had a fight with a character called Buzzsaw who uses a chainsaw as his weapon of choice and he's just got rid of Buzzsaw by cutting him in half from the groin upwards someone asked him where where Buzz Buzzkill is and he turns he had to split nice but um, pretty much every time he kills someone he throws out a one he strangles someone with barbed wire and he says what a pain in the neck he sets someone on fire what a hothead yeah lovely stuff classic stuff classic stuff um, what we're also going to do I'm just going to little side note here um Quite a few people got in touch about their favourite scenes as well, which is obviously difficult. We're not going to describe the scenes to you because that would be, I think, quite poor. Um, So what we're probably going to do is probably just share a few links um, uh, for you guys to watch uh, some favourite scenes that you guys have sent in. But um, Arnie Superfan Ed did actually, I think that was the top one that he mentioned to me about the, uh, or he actually said chainsaw To to the ghoulies. Yeah, yeah. As I um, said at the time, that's what I've been watching Arnie films since I was way too young to watch them because I'm pretty sure this film's like an 18 and I've definitely watched it when I was like 10. But him putting the change up the goose was one of the things where I had to cover my eyes because I just thought it was too... I'd never seen it. I think this is possibly the first time that I'd seen it properly and it's very underwhelming when you've spent 18 years of your life <laughs> covering your eyes for something and then to see that you don't really see a lot. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to ask what, what you thought you were going to say. Um, <laughs> tell, tell the people what Running Man's about. Is there any running in it? Actually, there is quite a bit of running. There is quite a lot of running. Yeah, it's uh, not, in, it's not in a film Adidas of... tracksuits as well. I don't know if you noticed that. All I of didn't their, notice. All of their tabards were Adidas. Tabards, <laughs> tabards. Are they blooming cleaners? Um, um, I did. Oh, I've got to start. I'm holding. Oh Christ, Dan's <laughs> going to be furious. I'm holding a hair clip and I keep squeezing Let's get rid it. Of that. Yeah, take it away from me. Um, uh, Would you like me to tell you what it is about? No, I was just about to say the the track suits. I just thought they were unnecessarily tight. I'd feel uncomfortable. It was the eighties. I'd feel self conscious if that was me, if I was yeah. on that show. But yeah, tell I mean, them. I'd what want it... a sock packing down there, just oh, just for added God. added oomph. So the Running Man is about a man who likes to run. No, so it's set in. I mean, at the time it was near future. I think it's actually set in like 2017, 2018. 
Um, and it's f- it was it was I think it was set now because I think when it started people were kind of having a bit of a laugh because it's supposed to yeah, be because, set now because there's a thing isn't there there was like a crawl on it and it said oh the world is now in financial turmoil and it's yeah. like yeah pretty pretty on the nose so we f- we meet Ben Richards who is Arnie's character in this so he's in a prisoner camp and they've all got like bombs around their necks so that they can't run off and the opening scene is like him working with a few people so that they can disarm these bombs so that they can all escape and Arnie does a lovely run across a bit of a bit of a quarry slash um, building yard and then him and his mates escape they decide to go their own separate ways uh, Ben attempts to get on a plane to escape and is caught um, and taken to The Running Man so this is a TV show that started it's a reality TV show where they get criminals um of a, a dark kind and put them into a game. Is Arnie a death. criminal? So he is, well... No, he's not. So he is viewed as a criminal and he is in the prison because he is a criminal, but we find out... No, he's early not a criminal, though, is he? Get into it. All right. We find out early on through a flashback that he was a pilot, he was on like crowd control duty and he was advised to shoot a crowd to, subs- to get them to go away. And he says, there's lots of women and children, I'm not going to kill them. So he disobeys the orders and essentially his unit then blamed him for killing all the women and children and he was incarcerated. So he is an innocent man accused of something he didn't do. But obviously the running man people, they big it up as that he is this horrible, horrible man. He's sent into the game and basically, yeah, a different stalker comes after them. So you've got Buzzkill. You know what it reminded me of? The chase. What, with Bradley Walsh? Yeah, you know, when you don't know what chaser you're going to get. Yeah. A bit like that. Yeah, and like, people bet money on it, and people love it. And again, it's obviously meant to show like, how bad the world's got, that people are cheering on people being murdered and mutilated in horrible, horrible ways. It ends up that they put his mates in there as well to make him do it, and a woman that he's met as well, who's the love interest of the film. But yeah, it's just an excuse for Arnie to beat people up and throw out some wicked one-liners, mm. as we've already mentioned. But... It's a film that I enjoyed as a, having seen before, but I thought on the big screen it was actually a very, very good film. I feel like it's one of those ones that is, if anything, it has like grown in stature, especially with where we are with TV now. Because if you think back to when it was made in the 80s, this was such a... Like, oh, yeah, who's going to watch people just doing stuff? Whereas pretty much every show on television now is us watch... I mean, there's even a show where we watch people watching TV. Yeah. yeah. What well, has the world come indeed, to? Indeed, but... So it's just... So again, it's got Jesse Ventura in it, who was in The Predator. He plays one of the stalkers. Um, Which one does he play? He's the one at the end. I can't remember his name. Captain Justice or something shit like that. Oh, yeah, that was it. Because he comes in with his new suit and it's like really shit plastic. Stupid, yeah. And he's not happy. He's not a happy bunny. It reminded me a little bit as well well of uh, Robot Wars. Yeah, it's definitely got elements of that. Um, So can I say something? We had a bit of feedback about... um, about these two films and it's just handy that they went together a bit of feedback about Total Recall and Running Man um, Sharon got in touch and I quite liked this um, her input on these two so as Terry said Total Recall uh, is based on a book by Philip K. Dick who I think is incredibly difficult to read and then Running Man is based on a book by Stephen King writing under Richard Bachman the director um, didn't know it was a Stephen King book when he was filming it well he didn't do his research did he no um and I did actually consider this week, uh, rather than doing a Kex file, is 
I was going to read uh, The Running Man because I mm-hmm. haven't read it. Um, but, you know, there ain't enough hours in the day. I can barely function as it is. I'm not going to watch, uh, read a Stephen King book as well. So, uh, which I, I do find very readable. But anyway, um, those things aside, um, Sharon got in touch and she said um, that she felt that Arnie was miscast in both of those films having read the books. I think she said... Um, that she did enjoy them when she was younger, but then having read the books, she felt that he was miscast. I have not read either book. Um, so if anyone else has read either of the books and wants to throw in their two pence worth, let us know. I think but the I just big thought... thing is just that a lot of books around that type or things like that, they don't write characters as Arnie Satcher, do they? They write them as felt men or skinny men, whereas he's obviously a massive hunk of... I don't Muscle. think it. Um, I don't think it really um, matters um, so much on the stature um, of the person because look at the Jack Reacher um, yeah. films. But then I thought Tom Cruise. Was, off about I know. That, I know. But then people would hate Tom Cruise. I don't know why. Um, I don't think it's necessarily to do with the uh, the stature um, of a character. Although if it is integral to the role, I guess it makes sense. But. It's just more, I guess, the um, like the personality traits, maybe. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I don't. I mean, having read Stephen King books um, and having read quite a lot, I can't say that I've ever really envis- envisioned a character like Arnie. Um, I mean, essentially, he I plays the that, same character. I appreciate. In every yeah, film. I was going to say, I appreciate Arnie is a not a character. He's a person, but. Um, and I've not read Running Man, so I don't know. But yeah, that that was just her her opinion was that yeah. she felt he was miscast, but she had enjoyed those films in the past. Um, so yeah, if you've read them and and you agree or disagree, then uh, let us know. Um, but I would definitely be reading Running Man because uh, it's on the shelf. But the other one probably not because it jumbles with my brain. Um, well, have you got anything else to say about Running Man? Um, so. Just that I really enjoyed it, and the host of the TV show within the film was actually a TV host. He hosted Family Feud for like fifteen years. Oh, okay. And apparently, people said like, because obviously he's shown as a very horrible man backstage, and apparently he was a massive bell end backstage oh, on okay. his actual TV program. Well, how about that? Yeah, but no, I think I feel like that film. I'm surprised it hasn't been remade yet because that just seems like ripe for a reboot or a remake or something. Along Especially those lines. now. Yeah. Um. Okay, then moving on to the next film um, on the lineup. Going into the movie marathon, this was a film that I'd seen once before in my younger years, and after the movie marathon, this was definitely my favourite of the this night. This is the one I was most excited to see. Commando. Oh, just John Matrix. I mean, just, what a name for a start. Just, I mean. I absolutely loved like the father-daughter montage at the beginning oh, of the film with the deer in the deer, it, the, the ice cream on the nose, fucking Bambi, throwing her around yeah. in the swimming pool. Um, it was so shitty. as well, carrying a whole tree on his shoulder. Yeah, it was just, just beautiful, yeah, um, majestic. I tell you what, um, do you want to give him a bit of a gist about the film and then maybe do the quote? Yeah. So as we say, it, John Matrix, he's. I mean, I guess he's retired. He was the head, of, again, of a crack unit. Um, the film opens with lots of, for us at that point, random people being murdered. And then it cuts to John Matrix having his wonderful daughter montage. His daughter played by Alyssa Miliano in this film. And then they're sat having what looks like a horrible lunch, 
judging by the face Arnie pulls as he bites into his sandwich. Um, and then he suddenly pulls a... He does... At the time I thought it, but I didn't say it. He does some of Joey's fart acting. Where he... <coughs> what? He spots or hears a helicopter in the distance. And he literally, from the sandwich, just does Joey's staring into the distance like he's smelling his own fart acting. Um, and then the helicopter comes and it's General Franklin Kirby, another brilliant name, uh, who was his former boss who's saying, like, your, your old unit's all being murdered. Like, I've got two people to come and like look after you while we find out what's going on. He leaves. The goons immediately turn up. They kidnap Jenny, his daughter. And in a lovely moment, he goes to his <coughs> his shed to get his guns, comes back, and they've already done a runner. And there's a guy sat there saying, you need to do what I say if you want to get your daughter back. And he says, wrong, shoots him in the head, jumps out of the window, goes to his car. They've obviously disabled the car to stop him giving chase. So instead, he just pushes the car down a hill with no brakes and just chases after them. He ends up being captured himself and essentially they're holding his daughter ransom until he travels to another country to kill the leader of a country so that this other guy can go back to being the dictator of his country. But obviously John Matrix doesn't do what they're told. He gets on the plane like he's told to and our first great action scene is him jumping from a plane as it takes off. It was amazing. So the quote that everyone has voted for comes up a lot later but we'll just get it out of the way so there's a lovely fight scene between him and bill duke i don't remember his character's name where bill duke says come on i'm a green beret and arnie says i eat green berets for breakfast and i'm very hungry <laughs> what the fuck is that accent <laughs> it's my attempt i didn't turn up tonight expecting to have to do accents um I mean, one of my favourite quotes is on the plane. So he's obviously got a chaperone on the plane to make sure he gets off. Uh, He elbows the guy in the head, snaps his neck, lies him down, gets a pillow and a blanket, pops it on him and turns to the air stewardess. Don't wake my friend. He's dead tired. And uh, where's Arnie from? uh, Somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere that is not England. Uh, As I say, he then proceeds to jump off the plane, sets a timer for 11 hours on his watch, which is when the plane is due to land and they will know that he isn't on the plane. And then he proceeds to follow Sully, who uh, is one of the other guys to try and track down his daughter. He meets a lovely lady on the way who he essentially kidnaps to start off with. With his own bare hands, rips her car seat clean out so that he could sit in the car and hide. Um, And yeah... And it's just the shenanigans of him trying to get to the... Finding out where his daughter is, getting to said island, wearing a lovely pair of Speedos as he paddles a little boat onto the shore. And then just all hell breaks loose. He literally is a one-man army. Um, I mean, I've got... On IMDb, it had the body count. Oh, yeah. So, body count... 109 in total, 102 killed by John Matrix. That is incredible. He's stabbing them, he's shooting them, he's throwing grenades. There's one point where he throws like a circular saw blade and decapitates someone. It is just so... It's the first proper so ridiculous. It's brilliant action film. It's just littered with one-liners. I mean, another great one. I mean, I won't get to that one now. It says, don't stab my friend. Uh, and then at the end, as he's leaving, again, General Franklin Kirby turns up. Did you leave anything for us? Just bodies. And then he gets on the plane 
with his new, we're assuming new wife. There's definitely romantic implications. So one of the facts is that there was actually a love scene shot between Arnie and Cindy, but mm. they cut it because it was so unconvincing. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, some people think Arnie can act, some people don't, some people watch Arnie films for something else. Um, I enjoy watching Arnie films. I don't enjoy any kind of like love scene, even if it's just kissing from Arnie. He's a very ugly kisser. Yeah. And love scenes with Arnie just make they turn my stomach yeah, he, they really do I feel like his latter films he has actually done some acting and there are films where he has done a bit of acting but yeah. certainly this period in his career it's more sort of like actor. hammy ones yeah. yeah he was he was just say he was essentially playing the same character in every film throughout the 80s he was just an act he was most of the time he was either in the military or retired from the military but yeah this film is just balls to the wall I mean he's got a fucking rocket launcher uh, I mean, Cindy herself uses the rocket launcher to break him out of a... Uh, she uses it backwards. Yeah. Yeah, she fires it backwards and turns it around and fires it. I mean, essentially, she shoots a, miss- a rocket at him in a car. Really, that shouldn't have ended well. No. That should have exploded into a thousand pieces and John Matrix dead. Yeah, but, you know, he's made of tough stuff. He is indeed. It also has one of the better villains, I think, Commando, with Bennett, mm. who is played by Vernon Wells, who was in the Mad Max films. I forget the character name in Mad Max, but he's the crazy guy on the bike with the little like crossbow on mm. his arm. Um, I mean, we did actually have someone saying about like his ill-fitting costume. And stuff. Apparently, he actually was recast two weeks in and he had to wear the original outfit made for the original actor, and that's why he looks quite so weird. But the uh, chain mail? Like the fake chain mail, yeah. The reason it looks all stretched out is because they didn't have the budget to like remake the clothes the for comment, him. The comment wasn't about... Um, Necessarily about his clothes, no. No, it was, about... it was kind of... It was about his appearance. Uh, the comment wasn't about that it was ill-fitting. It was about the fact that he looked like a jacked-up Freddie Mercury. And I remember leaning across to you when we first saw him and I said, he looks like Freddie Mercury. Um yeah, the comment was about he looked like a jacked-up uh, Freddie Mercury. And I mean, you can't argue with that it statement. It was something to do with, I'm really, really sorry, because I don't have your um, message written down. Dan S. sent this in. Um, it was about like giving like homosexual overtones yeah, to the Yeah, basically making the, uh, the villain seem gay. Um, there, 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 I think he mentions it that there does seem to be something between Matrix and Bennett, or sorry, between Bennett and Matrix, where he is like obsessed, and it. I don't think it's implicated either way. Whether it's like it is like a sexual obsession, like he loves Matrix, or it is just he hates him because he's so good, and he wants to be the good. He wants to be the better soldier. I think you could read it either of those ways. I I got no, nothing. I just thought he looks like Freddie Mercury. I didn't get any kind of like. Other than that, I didn't think I didn't think there were any like gay undertones or anything like that in the film Commando. I don't um, think there's gay. I think you could read into them if you wanted to. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I don't I think just, they were intentional in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Um, going going back um, on something you said, and this is massively nothing to do with Arnie films, but you said about the body count was 102, and it reminded me of. Uh, a question I got asked the other week, because it's got nothing to do with Arnie, but you said 102, and it reminded me of 100. What um, Tarantino film um, has the word fuck less than 100 times in it? I'm going to go with Hateful Eight. It's Kill Bill. 
Okay. One or two, or combined. One, I believe. Um, my dad, my dad threw that one out with me the other day, and we were at the calf, and um, I can get it. I said Jackie Brown was the first oh, one. That's that, be I know, fucks. I know. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was just like, "What the fuck, Sonia? It's not Jackie Brown, is it?" And we'd just been talking about Kill Bill, which is why I think he asked me it because I'm a fucking idiot. Mm. I was just like. I've not seen those films for so long. I've only I've only seen Kill Bill One, not Kill Bill Two, but I loved Kill Bill One, so I don't know why. They're I didn't very sh- different films, though. Well, I need to very watch Kill Bill style. Two. Very different style. I think I've only watched them both once. I've only watched one once and two nuns. Nuns. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, okay, then. So from Commando, we done with Commando, yeah? Just to say that it is just fucking brilliant. That the Blu-ray is really, really beautiful as well. Um, I've not seen it. I mean, I mean, towards the end when Arnie's got that vest on and he's got all the makeup on, just yeah, majestic. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, okay, then from that we, we've got the final two films in the movie marathon. We've got Terminator One and Terminator Two. So obviously they played Terminator One first. <laughs> Can you um, imagine? Terry, tell us a little bit about Terminator. So, The Terminator, so it is a, a film starring Ooh. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Michael Byrne and Sarah... Con- no, it's not Sarah Connor, that's the fucking character's name. Linda. Linda Hamilton. So, I mean, it opens with weird bolts of lightning and it's Arnie that comes through first, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And a naked, naked Arnold Schwarzenegger stood... Well, crouched, and he stands up and goes for a walk, and then in we his meet fine, fine form. That fine, fine figure of a man at this point. I mean, he was what thirties, mid thirties, maybe. You, you carry on. I'll find out. Probably, possibly older. Um, um, well, he's nearly seventy now. Just carry on talking about. Um, so yeah, so he walks down the road. He meets some punks. One of which is played by Bill Paxton. Uh, strange facts: Bill Paxton is the only ca- actor currently who has been killed by a Terminator, a Predator. And an alien. That is a brilliant, brilliant fact. Yeah. I'd love to be dead by all of them. <laughs> which one would be your most? Which one would you most like to get killed by? Ooh. Alien comes to mind first. I think that's going to be like the quickest. Mm. You're probably not even going to know that's on you, and you're dead. No. Because Predator's not going to get you unless you've got a gun, and Terminator's not going to get you unless you're in his way, or he wants your clothes, or your motorbike. Yeah. Or your boots. That, that's a um, different film. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so he steals the clothes off one of the youths, um, and then we cut to someone else coming through in a, a slightly less um, emphatic fashion. He's a bit. He's clearly in pain. He ends up stealing the clothes off a homeless man, and then stealing some more clothes from a department store. And essentially, we find out he was thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. I mean, I wish I looked that good now, and that's that's years ahead of me. Um, oh, don't put yourself down, Terry. You've got a lovely physique, just like Arnie. I've got the perfect dad bod. If um, Arnie was made out of pork pies and baked beans. <laughs> I, I don't like baked beans. You don't like baked beans? No. What's wrong with baked beans? I just don't like Even the smell makes me feel ill. Oh, my God, I love baked beans. <laughs> I could eat them out of the tin now. Ugh, honestly, it makes me gag. I'm gonna cr- I'm it. gonna crack a tin open. I like spaghetti, just not baked beans. What spaghetti hoops? Oh, I love spaghetti hoop. See, How I, spaghetti? I've never been. I've never been. <laughs> How the hell are we talking about spaghetti hoops? How have we got onto this? Because you said that Arnold Schwarzenegger like. Uh, oh, Arnold there you've got beans. a body made of beans. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, without going back. fully into the film, I'm sure everyone is aware of the Terminator. So Arnie is a 
cybernetic organism. He is a robot covered in skin who has been sent back to kill Sarah Connor, who is due to give birth to John Connor, the leader of the human resistance, who will... Not yet, she's not. No, so she's due to... She hasn't been... So at this point, they've come back before John is born or conceived to kill him at source so that he doesn't lead the humans in a successful rebellion against the machines. And Michael Byrne is Carl Reese, who has been sent back to protect Sarah Connor. He is mere human. Um, And it's basically a sort of cat and mouse game. I mean, one of the things I read, it's actually, if you take away the sci-fi element, it is like a Halloween film. It is a slasher film. Hmm. It is a boogeyman coming after someone at all costs. A a boogeyman? A boogeyman and killing people. So he starts just going through the phone book, killing every Sarah Connor, and he becomes known as the Sarah Connor killer. I actually thought, thought that was quite a good plan. On yeah. Terminator's part. Yeah. Well, I, I possibly would have done it like that as well. It, it makes the most sense pre-internet, obviously. Because yeah. all he knew was that where she lived and her name, he didn't have any sort of pictures or anything like that. So he couldn't work off of that. Um, I mean, some lovely 80s hair by Linda Hamilton in this film. A lovely, lovely, yeah. fluffy bouffant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So he's killing people left, right and centre. And it's a game of cat and mouse with Kyle. And, I mean, we're going to get into spoilers on this because it is a fucking old film and we're going to start talking about the other ones. So it does become very paradoxical within the canon of this film because it turns out that Kyle Reese, who has been sent back to protect Sarah Connor, is actually John Connor's father. (gasps) So, in a way, Skynet itself invented its own downfall. But also, on the same page, without them coming back, the Terminators would not exist in their state because the reason, as we find out in Terminator 2, is... When they destroy the Terminator at the oh, end of the film. Oh, it's all becoming too much for me, Terry. But So they kill the Terminator at the end and they steal the arm and the microchip and that's how they develop the Terminators. So if they'd never come back, they wouldn't have been their own body parts for them to be developed off of. And John Now Connor you're making me born. think too much. Don't tell me this shit because I don't get it. Oh, fucking it, hell. It is a paradox. Now you've pushed more information out of my brain by making me you listen to that. I can't remember how to drive now. <laughs> get in the passenger seat just start thumping your head on the on the dash um, so yeah so it is it's an interesting film I say it's much more than just a plain action film there is a, a really good storyline in there I think it's it is very scary it's very suspenseful Sonia's literally just yawned as I've said very thrilling um, <laughs> I think it's probably because I haven't had a nap today probably Arnie's best role I feel like it suited his characteristics he only says about 12 lines um, he did put a lot of thought into the character though don't know if you spotted whenever he's looking around his eyes move ahead of his bo- uh, move ahead of his head and he said he took that from sharks who were like the apex predators on the planet so they're basically always looking ahead of where they're turning so, so they he know would look coming. he would look right and then turn his head right yeah so his eyes start moving before he turns his head okay and that's something that he brought to the role originally the Terminator was seen as a more slender figure because they wanted it to be something that would blend in but when Arnie actually wanted to be Kyle, because obviously at that point he was, he'd only made Conan, the oh Conan Oh God, films. then we would have had the sex scene. Yeah, but once James Cameron met with him, he was like, no, I want you to be the Terminator. And he, it took some convincing to make him become a bad guy because I say, at that point in time, people that were villains weren't really seen as having prolonged careers. You got typecast and he didn't want that. But he was talked into it and obviously he brought a lot to the role. Um, something we should be very grateful for yeah so I think it's obviously it's definitely his most iconic role it's the mm. one that, I mean he's played it what five times now with a new reboot slash sequel on the way which is actually James Cameron affiliated um, but yeah it's just again amazing special effects Stan Winston um, 
I mean, at the end, we get like we get some puppeteering when the Terminator's out of the skin. There's some amazing effects where he's like cutting out his own eye where he's mm. been injured, which is all done with like models and stuff. But it's just so perfectly done, and even like the vision that he has. So we see like first person from Terminator, and obviously he's scanning and he's seeing things and like taking in all the information. Whenever he's going to talk to someone, it like lists all the things that he could potentially say back to them. Where it's like his system developing. But yeah, it's just it's such good. It's another film again that I watched way too young, and I couldn't watch the eyeball being cut out, which that is fairly gruesome, but it isn't as gruesome as that. Yeah, I don't, I don't but. remember it being um, gruesome. Yeah, it's one of those. I, it's probably. Uh, it was probably the first Arnie film I ever saw. I'm not sure, say, because I say I've been watching since I was about eight, and it was mm. all, all the ones around that. Because obviously that was like VHS has started to come out in the early '90s, so I was watching like Conan, Red Heat, Raw Deal, and things like that on VHS. Mm. Um, I mean, interesting fact about this. So obviously this is the first film where Arnie uses his now iconic quote, which surprisingly doesn't come up on our top ten. I assume because people thought everyone would say it is not one person. Yeah. So obviously it's I'll be back, which he uses. Do it in the voice. I'll be back. Um, That's your best one. Practiced over 20 odd years, that one. So so that was scripted as I'll be back, but Arnie didn't feel that a robot would shrink a word and he thought he should say I will be back. And apparently him and James Cameron had quite a heated discussion about it to which James Cameron's final line was, I'm a writer, you're an actor, I don't tell you how to act, you don't tell me how to write a script. And he went with I'll be back and... A catchphrase was born. Yeah, I mean it's cinema history now, really, isn't it? It genuinely is. I mean, I'm sure it's up. Although it's not on our list, I'm sure it's up there on all the other lists. About that, obviously, it is one of the biggest quotes. It's in, I mean, literally every other film he's made, and obviously in the Expendables, as we've said, it gets said by someone else as a pastiche of mm. the fact that it's his catchphrase. But no, I don't think there is a bad thing about the Terminator. I think it's, I think it's a solid, solid it, film. It, it is just solid it's really tense it's really well acted it's a really tight storyline I think Linda Hamilton's really good it's nice to have um, you know a strong female lead Um, and it was seen at the time of making it was seen as just like a schlocky B movie that was probably going to be direct video James Cameron fought for them to put it in cinemas he fought for them to do like advertising campaigns Um, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger in the like um, press he wanted to really push the Reese um Sarah Connor relationship and like the love story to try and make women go and see it to like get a bigger audience. Can you imagine if you thought it was a rom com and you turned up to that? Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, just such a great film, just on point on every every element for me. Yeah, agree, agree. Okay, so the final film of the uh, Arnie All Nighter was Terminator Two. Now, Terry and I have a confession to make. We didn't get to be in the survivor photo for the Arnie All Nighter because we decided to leave. It was 9.30am Termin- by this 9:30 point. 9.30am. We've been there for over 12 hours. Uh, we decided to leave before Terminator 2 because we went to see it recently at the cinema when it had been remastered and made into 3D. I don't um, remember the 3D element, but I will. It was definitely 3D. Now, in hindsight, I mean, I, I don't think Terry and I would have lasted because... Terry, I was on my last Terry night. was full of meat. Um, I was. And caffeine. I'd, I had my first coffee, actual caffeine-based drink for about two years because I was slagging that much. Because um, you were slagging that much? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to pay attention to that. <laughs> um, 
Terry was <laughs> Terry was slagging. Um, Those toilets were so nice, I couldn't help me. I don't know what I was doing. Um, we would have really, really struggled to get through another two yeah, hours. I, don't I think, think we of another would have film. Watched it because that's over two. I think it's like two twenty T two. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the remastered version that we saw at the cinema not too long ago. Um, and I was actually talking to theatrical cut super fan Rob about this um, because he saw it as well, um, as in the super um, super fancy Terminator 2. He didn't go to the all-nighter. Um, he thought he thought it looked amazing. I thought it looked really good. Um, and I thought it was overdone. It was too crisped up. Um, it was too sharp. I didn't like the 3D at all. It no, just—it wasn't said, filmed for 3D. If it's not made for it? 3D, don't make it 3D. Um, so I don't know if Rob saw it in 3D because I think he might have seen it on Blu-ray yeah. rather than at the cinema. But I didn't like the 3D. I thought it had been cleaned up too much, and I do think stuff can be—it's one thing restoring a film and yeah. cleaning it up, but there's sometimes it's over sharpened, and I think that takes away some of the charm. Um, I don't. <laughs> going off topic slightly, like when Disney do like the diamond editions and sometimes yeah. I think they ruined Beauty and the Beast. I thought they made it too sharp. But, um, um, and I felt I the mean, same the way. Star with, Wars films. I thought um, the, that's what happened to the Terminator 2 that I saw in the cinema was that it was over sharp. And so in hindsight, maybe if we'd stayed and watched Terminator 2, we would have seen a version that was more pleasing to our eyes. Having said that, our eyes might have been yeah, shut. We, we wouldn't have pr- appreciated it. Um, what um, on Sunday, um, I decided because we we finished and we came out and the sun was out and it was bright and once you leave that dark room and you're out in the sunlight you're like oh, I don't feel so tired anymore. I decided to stay awake all day and just go to bed at normal time. What did you do? Uh, that was my intent, but I got in and you lent me the film Collateral Beauty. I put that on to watch, and then suddenly the film wasn't on anymore and I said to Jem what happened to the first I turned it off when you started snoring so I had a little sleepy um, I didn't I had to pop out and get some food which uh, thankfully my mum drove me to the shops because I thought I might fall asleep at the wheel and crash and die um, but I didn't I stayed awake and felt like shit I had a proper good sleep Sunday night though. Um, oh, a, I slept that, like that a, was a good one, that I was. slept like a log. It's worth staying up just for that that good sleep you get. Yeah, afterwards. it's worth staying up for two days just for that <laughs> one night of good sleep. Um, but anyway, um, tell tell us about Terminator Two, Terry. So Terminator Two is a sequel to the Terminator. Is it? Which is now set where John Connor has been born. He's now I think he's meant to be about ten years old. And I think he's older than 10. No, I think he's meant to be 10. The actor, Eddie Furlong, is older than 10, but I think that's how old he's meant to be. Read, right. Reading the trivia. Oh, I'm going to have a look then, because he's got some sass for a 10-year-old. Yeah, well, he's meant to be a little prick, isn't he? Yeah, there's um, been a prick. So, Arnie is sent back again, and another person is sent back. Robert Patrick is sent back, and again, there's... Agent Doggett. Yeah, so there's the famous quote... That no one again, no one sent in with Arnie, where he goes into a motorcycle bar, approaches a man, "I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle." And is such a good quote. I yeah. I uh, assigned it to the wrong film. Yeah, and he's obviously greeted with laughter, and then he proceeds to beat the shit out of everyone, and it is beautiful. Um, I mean, it does get a little bit weird when he steals the sunglasses. I'm not quite sure why he steals the sunglasses, other than to look cool. Um, so yeah, so he's trying to find John Connor. Robert Patrick's trying to find John Connor. And when we find John Connor in the mall together, we find out that 
hey ho, there's been a switcheroo and Arnie is actually a good guy in this film and he's been sent to protect John. Switcheroo? And Robert Patrick is a new Terminator. He's the T-1000 who is liquid metal so he can make shapes with, make metal shapes, so daggers, knives, little hooky things. Um, Spork? I imagine he could do a spork if he so wished. He can't do moving objects, as Arnie tells us later on the film. And then again, it becomes a chase film with Robert Patrick's T-1000 chasing the T-800 Arnie and Eddie Furlong. Along the way, they go and break out Sarah Connor, who's now in a mental institution because she's obviously been telling and everyone. she is fit as Oh, she is fuck. ripped. Oh, my God. Yeah, a very, very good performance from Linda Hamilton in this film. Mm. Um, so yeah, She's they, in some good shape. Yeah, so they break her out and it becomes the three of them and she becomes obsessed with stopping Skynet, who we now know create the Terminators. Um, so could, why did they decide to send back um, a good guy that looks exactly the same as the bad guy? Did, did they not realise so that would cause confusion? John sent him back like reprogrammed because they because the idea is that all T-800s look like Arnold Schwarzenegger that is just the baseline okay so that was a, a model of Terminator they were able to get and reprogram to send back mm-hmm. and that's purely why it's Arnie that's come back so he's sent by John Connor through the time portal um, but yeah that's why just that um, that's the model all T-1000s would look like Robert Patrick FYI over 10 years have passed since the first cyborg called the Terminator tried to kill Sarah Connor. Yeah, but he Connor. wasn't born at that point, was he? Yeah, but he would... It ended with her pregnant. Yeah, I know, but that's just nine months. So over 10 years. So, yeah, I would say he's in his teens, early teens. Um, so, yeah, I found Terminator 2 um, very, um, like, tense and, like edge of your seat where especially with uh, Agent Doggett like chasing um, yeah. there's definitely like um, an up of the anti- what, what, I mean, what's his character what's that robot called T-1000 okay yeah so he's he's just Doggett to me but we know when he's chasing the car yeah or whatever As they're in by the Simpsons yeah 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 and Homer um, with some golf clubs but but that's I, you know, I the music got the is fear. really good in T two. Of course, they've got um, the Guns N' Roses song. Yep. Um, you could be mine, which is my most played song on my iPod. Is it now? How about that? Tying um, it all up neatly. Yeah. But yeah, so um, this film just pushes it up. The action is elevated. Obviously, the effects are elevated because you've got a liquid metal terminator. And the effect, even obviously, we saw a remaster version. Even on like a standard version, the effects still look so mm. good because it's from 1991, and it was literally pioneering effects. It was the most expensive film ever made at 100 million dollars at the time of making. And there was just no killing him. No, he, he was a tough bastard. I mean, even when they killed him. So obviously, there's the famous quote, which is what you guys said. So the T1000 has somehow happened upon being stuck in liquid nitrogen, has frozen to the spot. Arnie pulls out a gun and says the immortal quote, hasta la vista, baby, and then shoots him into a thousand pieces. And then what happens? He melts and comes back together again because they're there in a steel just mill. no killing him. Again, just like the Simpsons, Simpsons hot yeah. stuff coming through. <laughs> we work hard, we play hard. Um, but <laughs> it's, it is, this film has more heart, I think, than T1. 
because although it's about a Terminator and it's about a kid, there is, I mean, Sarah Connor says itself that the Terminator is the most father-like figure that John Connor has had in his life. He's been from foster family to foster family because, as we said, Sarah's been in a nut house for most of the time. Um, a lovely reappearance from T1 of Dr. Silberman as well as the uh, psychiatrist who then gets to see the T-1000 walk through a wall and, mm. like, shit himself. Um, but yeah, Who it's shits just himself? Silberman. Um, but yeah, you've got... We get to meet Miles Bennett Dyson, who is, like, the creator of Skynet, where uh, Sarah goes to try and kill him again to try and stop Skynet from ever having existed. And in the end, they end up working together to try and destroy it. And there's an amazing scene where they blow up a building and they actually blew up that building. <gasps> if you watch the making of... They, they built, it was a two-story building and they built two floors on top of it specifically to blow those bits up. And what a world, eh? Imagine a, if that was your job. So they had like obviously a million cameras on it and like watching a making of, they blow it up and someone just goes, did anyone call action? And everyone has a hearty laugh. It's like, oh, can you imagine if we hadn't filmed that immense explosion? No, seriously, I haven't pressed record. Oh God, can you imagine? Um... And obviously in this film, the twist is because obviously John doesn't like the fact that, doesn't want people to die. So he tells the Terminator who has to obey his instructions because he's John Connor who sent him back in the first place that he cannot kill anyone. And there's a lovely scene where he's got a minigun and he's firing on the police to give them time. And at the end, when there's cars all blown up, he scans and it comes up zero casualties and he's actually just been clipping the cars and it's just a lovely moment. But yeah, it's just a great film. Uh, so yeah, another quote that I really like at the beginning where John basically starts playing with the Terminator because he realises that the Terminator has to do what he says and he makes him stand on one leg and two guys come over and he tells him, to, like, the guy starts sitting on him and he goes to kill him and John's just like, Jesus, you were going to kill that guy. And Arnie just said, like, of course, I'm a Terminator. <laughs> and it's just, oh, just the, the Harley Davidson bike, the way he flicks that shotgun round his wrist to reload it. They actually used the sound of a cannon for his shotgun so that it had wow. oomph. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of my favourite bits, to prove to Miles Bennett Dyson that he is a robot from the future, he cuts all the skin off his arm. And it's just so well done. Because again, it's obviously it's a practical effect. He's just mm. got his arm tied behind his back, but it just looks so good. And is so well done. Um, but yeah, it gets quite emotional towards the end, I feel. Again, mm. say with the father-son stuff in the steel mill. Um, the young Edward Furlong yeah so another, another interesting fact the film took so long to film they had to ADR all of his dialogue because his voice broke during filming what's ADR? Um, audio re-recording so like where they go into a booth and re-record the dialogue oh, okay. to put back in because his voice was completely different to the beginning to the oh, okay. end and apparently I hadn't really noticed but if you look there's scenes where he visibly like ages between scenes where it wasn't shot chronologically I hadn't noticed it, but next time no. I watch it, I'll obviously be But I think you would have to have a heart of stone not to well up at the sight of a thumbs up. We won't go into any more detail than that because it is a massive spoiler, but that thumbs up breaks me every time. I feel like you don't remember it. No, I do. Yeah. No, I do. I was just uh, remembering one of the emails we got. Um, I of, of all the films that we've just spoken about, because that, that brings us to the end of our um, Arnie All Nighter... Um, that's the one joint, the joint um, one with Predator that I'd seen the most. It's just such a watchable film. It's one of those films I feel like if I was flicking through channels and that was on, I would watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So yeah, going into going into the movie marathon, I was most excited because I hadn't seen it for five minutes to see Predator. Um, but at the end of it, um, I enjoyed Commando the best. What what one did you enjoy? The I most? enjoyed Running Man, or was most surprised by Running Man. I enjoyed Commando, but I knew I would. Whereas Running mm. Man took me by surprise how much I enjoyed it and how. Yeah. How well it stood up to it. Yeah, same with, same with me and Commando, because I've only seen Commando once before, and I just think sometimes when you watch something at the cinema, it just seems better. I don't yeah, know. Because you're not playing with your phone, you're not distracted, your you're paying different. attention. Yeah, it just, yeah, maybe I've, maybe I've watched Predator and Terminator 2 too much. I don't think I have, no, but no I think I've got many more viewings of those to go, but I'll definitely be watching uh, Commando more again as well. Um, uh, before we end part one, I do have, we can end on a Terminator, a Terminator fact. So the Terminator is the only character listed in the American Film Institute's top 100 heroes and villains as a villain and a hero. Wow. Because obviously Terminator 1, he is a villain. Terminator 2, he is the hero. So, nice little fact for you. That's a nice little fact to end on. Like a shit sandwich. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so we're going to have a break now. And we'll come back for part two where we're just going to talk more random Arnie stuff. and We're just going to talk about some of, his, some of his other films. Yeah, so the first... This has basically been, this has basically been an extended weekly roundup. Essentially, yeah. Um, well, an, an evening's roundup. Um, we're going to come back with another episode and we're going to talk uh, actual um, weekly roundup. And we're going to talk about some more Arnie films because lots and lots of people have got in touch and we've got more stuff to talk about. I think this is about. probably our biggest contribution week, I think, Yeah, isn't it? loads of people have been in touch. So Even more so than the hats. Yeah, and of course we'll pick another subject out of the hat next episode as well. So thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being with us. Um, Terry, what's our email address? Our email address is theatricalcut at gmail.com. Oh, and thank you people for emailing us as well. Yeah. That was amazing. All of yeah. our sort of responses. It's so nice getting those little pop-ups that you've got an email to Theatrical Cut. Pretty much, yeah, but it's so amazing to have so many responses just go into one place. Um, but really, really thank you for people that did take the time um, um, to we send us lists, especially um, Rob and Ed, who asked who asked us to cover um, Arnie and did uh, send us in quite a lot of information or you know um, stuff that they uh, they wanted us to mention. So that was that was really really good. Do appreciate you doing that. Um, so you can check us out on Instagram at Theatrical Cut Pod. Pod. Uh, Terry is at Prefax. I'm at Mallory underscore watches. We are on Twitter at Theatrical Cut. Correct. Terry is still Prefax and I am Bloody Mallory. Um, we're possibly going to be posting a bit more on Twitter this um, upcoming week because we're going to be sharing some of your favourite Arnie scenes on there because um, we can't share the links on the Instagram. No. Um, the Mother Pod, uh, too much time on our hands. They've done, um, uh, they've got a new episode up, um, Redly Deadly Two. Yes, very is... confusing title. <laughs> we have been involved though, so it's going to be gold. Oh, it's amazing! I was listening to it early today, so they've just listened to it. But basically, Terry and I have come up with a bunch of villains, and we're going to fight against their bunch of good guys. Yeah, our villains are going to kick their asses. Oh, they're going to fuck shit up. Yeah defo um so they are on the instagram as t is it t yeah. or two t-m-t-o-o-h on the instagram twitter 2-m-t-o-o-h and you can find them on the facebook um that's it from us we'll see you again next week with some more arnie stuff terry 
Hasta la vista, baby. Mike drop.